It's 97.3 CTFM, and you are welcome to the auto show motoring education for trouble free motoring experience. I'm your host, Eddie Poku, and today I have with me Komna Apia Berku. Yeah, the auto show is brought to you by Total Total Quartz 9000 Future. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement today. Well, you knew all along that your dad was getting wise to you. Hey, <laughs> Charlie, check this. You know, Philo? The sound of this engine. Music to my ears. I know you. <laughs> but you check your engine oil. Uh, I wish they tell you at the check. I've told you I only use Total Quartz engine oils. With its age-resistant technology, it keeps your engine younger for longer. Sit down, let me tell you more. Total Quartz has introduced a new one, Seth. I remember. Quartz 9000 Future 0W20. Right? Thank you. It's made mainly for the latest generation engines. Quartz Future 0W20. It ensure excellent engine protection and cleanliness whilst reducing your fuel consumption so it is save money. Mm. The Quartz Nation movement to Mr. Money, Rogozo, and Bobo Nyele, all 10 Quartz ambassadors now. You did there. What? Master, straight to the nearest total filling station. Oh. Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. You are welcome back to the show. Do you dread driving at night? Do you park at the roadside when it starts raining? Why are you always running your fog lights? Do you struggle to see at night and you need something to help you? We answer these questions on today's show. I have with me Kobna Apia Berkun, and this one gentleman who has done it all when it comes to cars and bikes. Um, I mean, he started way back when he was very young. He's designed, he's worked on cars, he has raised cars, he's done everything, and he's here in the studio with us today to help you answer these questions. The topic for today is driving at night and in bad weather driving at night and in bad weather so kobna is here kobna you're welcome to the show Thank you so much. yes you can send you can send your questions ahead to uh what's up line zero five four nine 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 zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six or you can call us zero two zero two zero six three Five nine eight zero two zero six five five seven nine seven eight. Keep your questions coming in, ah, Kobna. Yeah. All right. Um, introduce yourself. Talk. Tell us about yourself. Tell us what you've been up to. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm a big fan. And um, this intro, there, I don't even know how to. Keep <laughs> up. <laughs> the intro is bigger than me. Oh, What I'm grateful. My name is um, Kobna Pierre Berko. And um, I'm a regular mechanic. Um, I tune cars. Um, that means I make them faster. Apply ECU tunes. Um, uh, Mechanical-wise, we um, work on the engine. Um, adjust things in the pistons and the crank and stuff like that just to make the car go faster. 
Uh, and then the exhaust. I'm an exhaust tuner. Mm -hmm. um, I build exhaust systems with stainless steel. Mm -hmm. So if you want your car to make some noise, you want pops and bangs and all those crackles, I'm the guy to do it for you. Okay. <laughs> and on the other side, uh, I have some experience in racing. So I'm the only African on this side of the, uh, this side of the continent to um, do Formula 2 racing. Okay. So um, I have some experience in going very fast in speeds over 300 kilometers, okay. both in the wet and the dry. In the dry. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> today's question, yeah, you will do justice. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope all right. So. All right. Let's get straight to it. So um, a lot of times when driving at night and mm -hmm. in bad weather, a lot of mm -hmm. questions come up, you know, um, day in and day out, people have questions. Sometimes you are driving along the road and you see somebody driving along the road with you yeah. or sharing the road with you and it's obvious that that person has a certain handicap um, driving in those conditions so exactly. those are the questions that we seek to help our listeners with today okay, okay. okay. so um usually we, we we talk about bad weather and and dark conditions uh, apart from that what other um conditions um you we, we a driver might encounter on the road that also um, poses some threat poses some threat yes exactly. so we are talking about dark weather mm -hmm. we are talking about um, um, rainy mm -hmm. um, weather we are talking wet about conditions. yes wet conditions we are talking about um, uh, maybe cloudy or foggy mm -hmm. conditions mm -hmm. equally you can see dusty mm -hmm. you can't see so um, these are some of the conditions that you may face whilst you're driving. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, the streets that we have mm -hmm. or the roads that we have, the yeah. highways, the byways, they've all been designed with certain features mm -hmm. to help uh, mitigate the dangers that um, pose when you have these conditions. Yeah. Well, what are some of those features? And um, can you tell us a bit about them? Okay, I think on regular roads, we are talking about signs. Mm -hmm. um, we are talking about road markings. Mm -hmm. Um, normally, they are painted with um, paint that has a reflective um, property. Property. Mm -hmm. So, when the weather is not too good, and your light falls on those markings, it's easier to see the road okay. and it's easier to find your way. Okay. Because when it's raining, you can't see too far ahead of mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, what should drivers? What should be a driver's main consideration when they are driving in adverse weather? These things that we just mentioned. What should be a driver's main consideration? Yeah, I think, um, first of all, there has to be some preparation. Okay. Um, you can't just sit in your car and then get up and drive. Mm -hmm. um, it starts from the car. Mm -hmm. It starts from what you do to your car to prepare you for such conditions. So we are talking about making sure your windshield is clean. Mm -hmm. both in and out. Mm -hmm. I know some people go to the washing bays and they just ask the guy to clean from be, um, outside the car. Mm -hmm. And um, normally, they just take a duster and uh, clean the inside of mm -hmm. the glass. And it's normally not enough because what happens is it leaves streaks mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on the window yeah. or smudges, mm -hmm. fingerprints, forehead prints. Mm -hmm. You know, your palm touches the, the back of the windscreen and leaves a mark. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what happens is in the night... When you um, are driving and there's there's light mm -hmm. on that smudge, you can't see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So preparing for wet con weather conditions is it's 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 very important. Mm -hmm. You have to clean all the smudge from behind and in front of the windscreen. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure your your um, headlights are clean. Mm -hmm. You have to clean them nicely. You have to make sure all your bulbs are working because it's important to see mm -hmm. what's coming in front of you. And it's important to be seen when it's raining. Oh, okay. So, for example, you're driving and it's raining. Mm -hmm. you, 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 if your lights are not working, somebody might bump into you. Yeah. And then we talk. We 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 will come to um about we'll come to breaking distance. Okay. You know when when um somebody can see you or when it rains, mm -hmm. how long it takes you to stop. Your okay. breaking distance is increased, mm -hmm. so it becomes harder to stop when it rains. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, and all those conditions affecting that. All right. Um, so. Talking about that, um, let's home in a little bit on lights. Okay. On lights. Right. Um, you talk about keeping the lights clean. Because when the lights are dirty, especially during uh, the rainy times, yeah. you know, a lot of mud gets blown and sprayed onto your headlights. Exactly. And it's amazing. Um, if you don't really think about it, you don't see how much difference yeah. in brightness 
that causes yeah. unless you've really taken your time to think about it. Yeah. Invariably, mm-hmm. when you look at cars that have um, uh, the, the, the headlights, yeah. have um, what, what condensation forms on them and exactly. they discolor, yeah. you know, that also poses yes, that same kind of threat. Yeah, yes. the um, how do you solve that issue? Um, so in driving at night, mm-hmm or driving in the ring, mm-hmm. more importantly, there's um, the five-second rule okay. of keeping your distance behind the car in front of you. So um, on a regular basis, if you're, if you're too close to the car in front of you, mm-hmm. he's going to pick up water mm-hmm. and dirt and grime from the road mm-hmm. and splash it on your windscreen. Mm-hmm. So it becomes harder to see. Mm-hmm. So the spray behind the car is essentially up mm-hmm. for about five seconds. Oh, okay before it gets to you. Oh, right. So it's very important to keep your distance when you're driving behind the car. Mm-hmm. Um, your wipers need to be good. Mm-hmm. You, you need to change your wipers every year because your wiper, um, when you park your car in the sun, it expands, it contracts, it breaks. Mm-hmm. And then you normally see these guys by the road trying to sell you a wiper on a rainy day. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that means you're not prepared. Mm-hmm. So you, you have to be prepared. What if... They don't, they don't come that day mm-hmm. and you still have to drive to get to where you're going or oh, okay. more essentially drive to safety mm-hmm. and you don't find a wiper seller by the side of the road. <laughs> trouble <laughs> for you. You're in so much trouble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. So what else do we do to prepare our cars apart from cleaning our, our windscreen, um, preparing your headlights, um, the, the the condensation and other things that form, form you, the, you know, have yeah. to polish it off yeah. and all those things. Yeah. What else do you do? Um, you, um, well, it boils down to the electronics of the car. Mm-hmm. You, you have to make sure that whoever works on your car, if it's an electrical fault, they seal it properly mm-hmm. so that water doesn't get in and cause a short contact. Oh, okay. So, um, you also have to make sure your tires are good because, mm-hmm. um, I think every brand new tire comes with about eight to nine millimeters of tread. Mm-hmm. You have to have at least three mm-hmm. on it. And even if you have three, you have to reduce your speed. Because what happens is when you drive fast in the rain, you lose contact with the road. In racing, we have very bad tires that we use in the dry. Mm-hmm. They stick to the road very well. You can corner very fast in excess of 300 kilometers per hour. Mm-hmm. But um, on a regular car, there are treads. Mm-hmm. You always have to check your tread depth. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you've spoken about it on this show. Yes, we have. Yeah. It's very important that you have the right tires. But you tires. can go over it. Uh, yeah, yes. Okay, so you have to make sure you have the right tires mm-hmm. um, so that when you drive, your tire co- um, maintains the contact patch, mm-hmm. a good contact patch mm-hmm. on the road. Mm-hmm. So when you have tread, it, ha- it allows the water to sink into the tread and dissipate the water. Oh, okay you know, per litter, per the calculations of the manufacturer. Okay. So it's, it's, it's key. All right. Talking about t- tires. Yeah. Um, you hear, um, there are a lot of times I, I've, I've been on the market, you know, mm. scoping around the market for parts and stuff, for cars and stuff yeah. like that. And often you realize that um, the kind of tires that people are selling mm-hmm. on, on, on the market, a lot of them are snow tires, yeah. you know. And um, talking about the types of tires, yeah. What should we get and what should we look out for okay. in terms of preparation? If I'm going to buy a tie, maybe my old tie is worn out. What, let's start with what kinds of ties are best for our climate in Ghana? Okay. Yes. Then we look at the other types and what they are for. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we are in um, a climate mm-hmm. that is mostly sunny. Mm-hmm. So it's highly essential you get dry tires. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say dry tires, it doesn't mean that you, you only drive when it's dry. Mm-hmm. The manufacturers have made sure that it's safe in the wet and it has some good wet handling capabilities, okay. good wet handling stopping capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, all these are, con- are put in the construction of the tire. Mm-hmm. So we have to buy dry tires and not winter tires because these tires are not built for our, um, our climate. That's dry weather tires. Dry weather tires. Good. Um, winter tires are essentially um, supposed to operate in a certain temperature range. Mm-hmm. So when you bring them here, what most people don't understand is you are causing more wear and tear of your tire. Mm-hmm. Your tire is finding it harder to roll mm-hmm. because when it becomes hot, it improves the traction to the point where optimum traction is attained. So what happens after that is your tire is not able to grip anymore. 
So if your tire is 35 PSI, mm -hmm. that is you pump your tire and you measure on the gauge mm -hmm. 35 PSI, and you have a wet tire, on a normal day, your temperature is supposed to go up three degrees mm -hmm. by driving for a while. Mm -hmm. The, the winter tire will cause the temperature to go up more, risk um, causing a risk of explosion. Explosion, blowout, yeah. Yes, because those tires are made to warm up in the cold mm -hmm. so that it can tr it can have very good traction when you're on snow and all those things. Okay. So... Um, this, this question of tires is very yeah. important yeah. for me. Yeah. And uh, I want us to describe the snow tires especially because <laughs> i think that people can't even identify the snow um the snow tires okay. so when uh because i've had i've had uh, occasions where yeah. i had to point out to people that look the tire you've gone to buy exactly. are snow tires mm -hmm. you know and they trusted whoever supplied the tires that the yeah. person is going to give them very good, good quality tires. tires you know and they saw the thread yeah. and the thread were so thick and deep, deep and, and nice yeah, yeah, they, and look, nice. they look normally nice right, yeah, with yeah, some yeah. nice lines in them very good <laughs> so um how do we identify these snow ties and okay. how do we identify our dry weather ties okay okay then another follow-up question will be mm -hmm. oh, you finish with that and i'll, I'll follow up with sure that. so um winter tires are normally easy to identify mm -hmm. because they have a lot of lines in them mm -hmm. just by looking at the basic structure of the tire you will see that it has more than normal lines mm -hmm. and when i talk about lines i'm talking about across the circumference of the tire mm -hmm. they are um what horizontal horizontal lines mm -hmm. across like that mm -hmm. and um when you look at the side wall of the tire mm -hmm. you will see the sign of a snowflake a snowflake that's like a star like a star mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. normally what you see in um, christmas movies, movies the way the snow falls in the yeah. star that kind of yeah so that is to indicate that this is a snow tire mm -hmm. um dry tires on the other hand have um, a continuous line oh, okay. across it mm -hmm. to help with efficiency mm -hmm. because what most people don't realize is when your tire is a winter tire you spend more on fuel exactly. inadvertently you, you you can't even run away from that mm -hmm. because the friction the tire produces is more than by virtue of heat yes by uh, yeah oh, okay. you it will just you won't see it physically but your car will be putting in more power to move the car as compared to a tire that's smooth and can roll nicely. Okay. And when I say smooth, I'm not talking about a, a worn out tire. Okay. Yeah. So the dry weather tire, mm -hmm. which we are supposed to use in Ghana here, yeah. are they okay for, for the rainy season? They are. Okay. The dry weather tire, the normal dry weather tire from all these um, good um, tire companies mm -hmm. have incorporated wet weather driving into it. And when you go on YouTube and you check out, for example, Goodyear Tires, they will show you what is ha capable of in the dry, mm -hmm. what you should expect with your consumption, mm -hmm. and um, what you should expect with your PSI, driving conditions, um, noise, tire noise, mm -hmm. and all that. So there's a whole science behind the tire. Yes, tires. there's a whole science behind the construction of the tire. Oh, okay, it's not just some rubber that people have just put no, together no, like that. No, no, oh, okay. You'll be making a big mistake if you just went out to buy any tire. Okay, so yeah. quick question. Mm -hmm. All weather or dry weather tire? I think it depends. Okay. Um, all weather, all weather tires have come through our markets because of our cross SUVs mm -hmm. and all that. Mm -hmm. People have um, um, double, uh, uh, multiple uses for those cars. Oh, okay. Some are able to go on off road mm -hmm. with those tires mm -hmm. and also maintain their good road traction capability. Oh, okay. So. Um, if you have an SUV and you do a bit of off-roading with it, you go dirt, you go on dirt roads and stuff like that. An all-terrain tire will do sometimes, even though they might produce a bit more noise mm -hmm. and um, um, produce a bit more traction. You know. Okay. You, all right. Uh, okay. Let's move our attention off the tires and uh, okay. talk about some other features that are built into the cars that um, should help in 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 these adverse conditions. What are some of the things that have been built into the cars, especially our modern cars, because a lot of times you see people driving very expensive, very sophisticated cars, yeah. and there are certain features built into yeah. these cars to help in in, in the safety, yeah. and, and they don't know how to use these things. Okay, okay. So um, I think um, still, it still relates to the tires, because mm -hmm. if your tires are not good, some of these systems will not work. 
we are talking about the ABS. We are talking about talking about traction control, mm-hmm. and um, these features are built into the car mm-hmm. to help with stability of the car in adverse temp- um, weather conditions. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving in the rain and um, there's very little grip and your car can't stick to the road and, or the traction is, re- is reduced. When I talk about traction, I'm talking about the ability of your tire to grip onto the road. Um, when that is reduced, um, it, it, it's important that um, you have these systems on board, these systems on the car to help you navigate the car well. So for instance, you're driving in the rain and another car crosses you. Um, when you put your brakes down, there's a system called the ABS system, which is an anti-lock brake system, that would help your tires not lock or seize your tires from locking to prevent that inertia from keeping the car moving. Um, when this ABS kicks in, it helps the tire reduce the speed of the car without locking the tires up. So that's a very good um um, safe, um, safety feature on each car. Now, when you have an ABS system and um, your tires are worn out unevenly on both sides mm-hmm. or on different sides of the car, what happens is you try to stop and the sensors in the wheels slow you down. They don't get the right readings from each car mm-hmm. to help you slow down. So some people apply the brake hard and the car veers to the right, right so or it veers to the left, left. or some people just straight away just spin out mm-hmm. and then causes an accident mm-hmm. and then they blame their family gods for <laughs> for witches for for causing the situation and this is the case um i've been driving in ghana for a long time this is this is this is what you see on the motorway anytime it rains mm-hmm. you see a car slide off the motorway. motorway and it's so dangerous and it's so disheartening because you see an articulated track with zero tread on its tires mm-hmm. on the motorway and that often seems to be the case because when I'm driving by, I see it slipped into the corner somewhere. I just slow down to look and I see that, look, this tire, this truck has Sakura tires on it and, and it doesn't have any grip. Okay, okay, okay. Um, um, what about um, hydroplaning? I've heard this term, you know, accidents happen and people say, oh, I think that it's a result of hydroplaning. Yeah. Yes, what is hydroplaning? Hydroplaning or aquaplaning. Mm-hmm also comes from um also attributes itself to tires mm-hmm. so when you drive in the wet the water tends to separate the tires from the road um when you drive fast that effect is increased so as you're driving when it rains you have to drive in a very good uh, uh speed range mm-hmm. you know if you're driving 120 on the motorway or 100 as the speed limit is you have to reduce your speed by more than 70%, maybe 50% even. Mm-hmm. So you drive at 50 kilometers and then um, in um, 50 kilometers and keep that speed because it's going to be harder for you to stop. Mm-hmm. Now, aquaplaning or hydroplaning is when you're driving and the water separates the the tire from the road, you lose grip and the tire, the car tends to slip. Mm-hmm. So the, the car can slip or slide. Um, when your tires are Sakura, um, that effect is even worse. worse. Okay. You, you don't have any control. Okay. So there's a little thing I can say about hydroplaning when it happens to people. Because sometimes you may have a full tread, but there, there's, a, there's a pile of water um, that you may have to drive through and you may not have seen it because you're keeping your 50. Mm-hmm. It can happen as low as 37 kilometers per hour per, per research, oh, hydroplaning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving and... Um, you go through water and your car wants to spin out, first of all, you have to maintain your composure. Mm-hmm. You have to relax. The car will slide to one side. You have to keep looking forward and then turn your steering wheel to where you want the car to go. To go. So the car might be going sideways, but you want to turn in the direction of the slide to help you control that. Now, it might sway to the left and right a few times, but you have the ability to control it if you keep calm and manage the situation well. So the, 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 the what you are saying is that mm-hmm. if you are driving yeah. and you your the car skates, yeah. whether it's hydroplaning or for whatever reason yeah. it skates, always make sure the the, the tires of the car mm-hmm. are turned towards where you want to go. Exactly. So first, pull yourself together. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be pretty scary. It's going to be very scary, and 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 it's going to churn your stomach. Yeah. And the last thing you want to do is. 
quickly let go of the accelerator or slam on the brakes. So you have to be um, gentle. You have to be very gentle. You have to ease your foot off the accelerator. At the same time, turning... Into the direction you want to go. You want to go, yes. Okay. And I think it's going to be a bit counterintuitive. Good. So you have to make a conscious effort that this is the right thing to do. Good. I have to turn towards where I want to go. Good. Okay. So you say counterintuitive, mm-hmm. and this procedure is called counter-steering. Okay. So the car is going to turn in one direction, mm-hmm. and you have to counter-steer against that effect. Oh, okay. 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 To, to be able to... And it might happen a few times. Mm-hmm. Then you um, and then you calmly let go of the throttle mm-hmm. and ease to a stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, nice. We have some questions coming in. Um, Daniel from University of Ghana says, "Good afternoon. I use a 2012 Hyundai Ascent, but I have to fill the engine oil tank five to six times after servicing. Expected to last six months." In fact, the engine oil tank is simply empty less than two weeks after filling it. What accounts for this and how can it be rectified? Well, you, you, you mentioned um, engine oil tank. I don't think an ascent, is it a dry sump engine? No, it's not a dry sump. Oh, okay. It's a so, wet sump. So why? Um, but I guess he's not seen any oil on his dipstick. Oh, serious? I mean, from what I see. Okay, so what do you think? I th- okay, so is is UG University of Ghana? Yes, 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 yes. So if he's a student and he's a young guy, he's probably pushing his car a lot. Oh, okay. Um, that will cause your engine to <laughs> wear out faster than it normally should. Um, when you when your engine wears out, um, it drinks oil. Yeah, it burns oil. Yes, it burns oil. So if it's if it's burning oil, wow, that much five or six times after servicing. Then you need an overhaul yeah, or yeah, a change yeah. of engine. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, um, Daniel. I, um, I, yeah. Like, and 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 he has to be careful because people don't know that when you 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 turn off your engine mm-hmm. to check the oil, mm-hmm. you have to let the car sit for about ten minutes oh, okay. to get the right oil gauge. Gauge. And when you pull the dipstick, there's normally two dots. There's a minimum dot and an upper dot. Mm-hmm. Normally, the difference is one liter. So if you if your oil has drained past that part of the dipstick. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you don't have any oil in your car at all. That's right. It means that you have oil, but it may just be one liter short. Now, mm-hmm. if you're if you're exceeding this one liter gap, you know, maybe three times a week or three times even in, in a month, that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Daniel, you're, 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 you're experiencing something serious in the engine of your car and you need uh, a Hyundai um expect you should be careful not to overfill it though yes 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 <laughs> that will also have it um what are some of the issues that we um, one might encounter if they overfill their car with oil i think the oil will go in places where it's not supposed to yeah. your pcv valve all those things will be clogged in oil yeah. um so you definitely get a, a check engine light you definitely get a check engine light um you'll be burning oil on your pistons because the oil will not have anywhere to go mm-hmm. so to be forced to bypass the cylinder um cylinder rings mm-hmm. into your combustion chamber and you burn oil with time the tolerance between the the cylinder and the cylinder wall will increase and that will weaken your engine and your spark plugs too will be fouled and your uh, yeah okay they'll be right. destroyed okay so daniel that's what we have for you um ampofwa thanks for your message you always um bringing your questions that's nice good afternoon team i am happy he spoke about the abs system mine just goes off unexpectedly sometimes when i don't need it and it brings my car to a stop what can i do about it thanks abs going off unexpectedly um if it says abs off Mm -hmm. on your on your dash Mm -hmm. it could mean that um your abs sensors are not working your wheel speed sensors Mm -hmm. they are located in the hub of your wheels Uh, okay let's just take it this way okay what are the components that come together to form the ABS, the um, system? Yes, we are talking about your brakes. Mm-hmm. We're talking about your brake reservoir. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the ABS motor. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about ABS sensors okay. via wires okay. to your hubs. Okay. Yeah. Then you have a, an ECU sitting somewhere. And you have an ECU to manage all of that. Okay. So which of these components often break down? Often your wheel speed sensors. Okay. Sometimes they don't even spoil for these Hyundai cars. Mm-hmm. But what happens is they they gather the dirt mm-hmm. and their surfaces mm-hmm. 
So you might have to let your mechanic pull pull, pull it out and then um, clean the surface and put it in. Or better still, put it on a diagnostic system. Let your me mechanic scan the the the, the car mm -hmm. and then um, see whether there's a fault code. Let him do a data active test mm -hmm. to see whether there are signals coming from that ABS mm -hmm. and wire. Oh, okay. If it's wrong, he will see it. He will just change it for you. Okay. For a very cool deal. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. That's good. All right. Um, he says, "Hi guys. I turned. I tuned. I just tuned in. I'm in the. I'm um in the tire pressure monitoring system, uh, replacement and programming. I hope you will discuss the importance of the TPMS. This is from me, uh, of Nicolette Ototema. Can you um, open the the picture? Let's see. So he's talking about the tire pressure monitoring system. Let Let's talk about the tire pressure. Ah, that's monitoring. very good. I, yes. I think I'm very happy he's mentioned this because yes. tire pressures are very important. In, yes, especially <laughs> when we're talking about adverse um, weather. Adverse weather. Yes. Okay. So take us to the tire pressure monitoring system. Okay. So, uh, I, I mean, I see there's a lot. People go to um, the vulcanizer. After driving half the day in the sun mm -hmm. and saying, Oh, Pacho, Pompimetai, and my wife, the organizer will say, Okay, I'm in the 40 amount, and I'm in the 50. And the organizer is talking about 50 psi. And normally, mm -hmm. cars don't, tires don't go up to that limit mm -hmm. when you want to put air into them. Oh, okay. So, what happens is people blow out their tires a lot because they put too much tire pressure in them. And then when they, when they drive, mm -hmm. um, Obviously, heat is collected in the tire, mm -hmm. and then they don't. The air doesn't have anywhere to go. It blows up. They have an accident. Mm -hmm. um, it's essential that within your car's manual, mm -hmm. in the doorway or in the fuel tank cap, mm -hmm. you um, cover. You read what the manufacturer tire pressure say. You have to look through. It will say these are the size of tires I want you to use for the car I've made for you, mm -hmm. and these are the pressures I recommend for you. Mm -hmm. If you have five people in, in the car, use forty-two psi. Mm -hmm. Sorry. 35 PSI. Mm -hmm. If there are three people in the car, use 32 PSI. Mm -hmm. And normally, it's been tested for years and years by the manufacturer to make it easy for you mm -hmm. and to make it better for your car to move on the road. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to wet driving conditions, it's very important that you have the tire pressure right. Okay. Now, the tire is normally flat at the base. When you pump the tire too much, it turns to rounding up mm -hmm. at the base. <coughs> Sorry. It turns to rounding up at the base. So what happens is you're reducing your contact patch to the road. Mm -hmm. So what happens when you're driving and there's some water on the road, the tire doesn't have full grip. As soon as that contact is taken away, you will slip. Okay. So okay. when you have the right temperature, the tire is spread flat across the road mm -hmm. and all your treads are touching the, the, the road. The surface of the ground. Yeah. And you are much safer driving at those speeds with those tire pressures. Okay. So what's the, imp what, what's the purpose of the uh, tire pressure? Monitoring system. Tab, obviously, yeah. Monitoring system, tire pressure monitoring system. It gives you, um, uh, it gives you notification of what your tire pressures are. So some for some cars, it will display the numbers. Oh, your front left is forty two, your front right is forty two, back is low. Mm -hmm. But for some other cars, it's in a united sig signal. Yeah. So it, it comes with an exclamation mark with a, a tire sign a tire sign like a u with a, an exclamation, a u with an exclamation mark in there mm -hmm. and then you should know that one of your tires has a, either a higher or low pressure too high pressure or too low pressure or it's just gone flat mm -hmm. or the the monitor the pressure monitoring system itself in that tire is more functioning, is more functioning. Okay. now normally people ask where the the TPMS is mm -hmm. is normally behind the valve yeah. or is the valve itself it's part of the valve part of the valve um, sitting there just behind where the valve is mm -hmm. and um, if it goes wrong your vulcanizer can easily pull it out and then replace it for you okay yeah all right okay um there's um michael in uh Afenia Mataiko. he says is it unsafe to use winter ties in ghana even when they are new all right. I mean, we 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 kind of yeah. Um, yeah. Even even more dangerous. Yes. Because what happens is that the properties of the tires are new and is meant to generate heat, to grip in winter. Yeah. So if you use it here in a hotter climate, it's generating too much heat, mm -hmm. which I, I don't know whether he will notice it. If he drives the car for a while, it tends to tear apart. Yeah. And it tends to degrade much more than a quickly quickly than mm -hmm. a regular tire. If you are using the, uh, um. Probably six months is maximum. Yeah, I don't. Some of them don't even get six months because what happens is blocks of the tread fall from the tire mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of the heat. The, yes. the constant heating in the day and the constant contraction in the night 
just deteriorates the tire badly. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. all right. Um, say hello. I use a Toyota Corolla 2014 S. When driving and I slow down to brake, there is this impact <coughs> I feel at the at my back as if someone has hit my back. Wow. I have taken the car out to several mechanics to check and fix, but it has all proven futile. Please, what could be the cause of when I slow down? Pakofi. Uh, is that probably? Yeah, what do you think? That's a very tricky one. Mm -hmm. There's but an impact at my back. Is it impact in your in your back? Like it's it's inside the seat. I, I think I know what he's talking about. Or it's about. a banging sound yeah. from mm -hmm. the back side of your car. Yeah. So, yes. I think one, it could be something loose at the back. Something as simple as Exactly. An axle. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if the rear axle bushings are gone mm -hmm. and he slams the brake, it's going to have play. It's going to... Boom. Yeah, okay. I think that's what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It could be your gearbox. Okay. If your gearbox is not serviced and it's not working well, anytime it tries to shift down, it will shift down with, with such a shock. You will feel like somebody is hitting your back. Okay. And these okay. are some of the problems we face with these Corollas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. In gearbox seat. In, gearbox seat. Yes. Engine seat. Mm -hmm. If they are worn out, mm -hmm. that could cause the problem. Banging sound like banging sound okay. as well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fuel tank. If it's loose. Okay. They have to make sure it's okay. If it came from a colder region, mm -hmm. then there are higher chances that the brace for the fuel tank has rusted. Maybe one of them is sagging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You might have to check that and make sure everything is tight. Okay. 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 Yeah. Hi. Um. I thought counter steering is rather turning rather towards where the car is kidding to and not away in the original direction where you are headed before the skid. Yeah, I think that's what we said. It's, yeah. it's, it is steering in the direction of the slide. Yeah. It, counter steering, you are, you are steering towards the slide, yeah. not away from the no. slide. Okay. So if you're sliding to the right. Okay. So which one is, is the proper one thing to do when you are skidding? When turning to where the slide is heading. Yeah. So if my, the car is kidding to the right. Yes. You turn, I the, turn steer the steer to, to the, the right. right. Yes. Okay. So it's, it's not towards where I want to go. Well, obviously, if if it's a road and the car is sliding to the right, mm -hmm. you you you'll be going in that direction off the road. Oh, so okay. you want to stay where you want to go. Okay. That's why I basically agreed with you. Okay. That you don't want to go off the road. So you want to steer in the direction you want to go. <laughs> you want to okay, go. so let's forget about counter steering or whatever term. Yeah. Just steer towards where you want to go. Exactly. Good. Okay. Exactly. Well, well yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you please share your resource person's telephone number with me? Okay, we'll do that at the end of the show. Yes, we have a few minutes. George, stay tuned to the end. You get it. All right. Um, says good evening. I use a Nissan Rogue 2009, and the tire size is 22560R17. That's rim 17. But when I went to buy the tires, I did get that size. I okay. So I, you mean you, you didn't, didn't get that size? Yeah. You rather got 21560RIM17. Will it work normal? Um, this Hamidu, Wale Wale. Yeah. If your Rogue is an all-wheel drive, mm -hmm. then basically you've bought a thinner tire. Mm -hmm. um, because the ratio... Okay, so the 225 and the 215, the difference is that the 215, is the tire is it's slimmer. A, it's a skinnier tire. It's a skinnier tire, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And if the Rogue is an all-wheel drive, mm -hmm. or better still, the Rogue is a heavy... The, the Rogue is a heavy car. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a skinnier tire, it's easier for the tire to lose its... Uh, uh, what's the word? Structuring. Oh, okay. When you're cornering, mm -hmm. you don't have the same contact patch like the two two five. It will do. It will actually save you more fuel because you have less yeah, contact have on the road. Yeah. It will do. But you also have to consider the manufacturer's uh, recommended exactly. specifications. If, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Total Petroleum is continuously innovating and delivering better energy solution to its valued, cherished customers. Introducing a new addition to the Total Quartz range. The Quartz 9000 Future GF5 0W20, a fully synthetic fuel economy engine oil specially formulated with age-resistant technology for the latest generation engines that requires 0W20 or a viscosity grade in its class. 
Watts 9000 Future GF50W20 reduces your fuel consumption, increases your oil change interval, ensures excellent engine protection and cleanliness, protects emission control systems, and reduces the release of harmful emissions into the environment. Total Quartz 9000 Future 0W20 delivers beyond performance. Total Quartz Engine Oil. Keep your engine younger for longer. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Run flat tires. Run flat tires. Okay, go ahead. Talk about run flat tires. What do you think? What do I think about run, run flat tires in, 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 in Ghana? Yeah. Using? Yeah. yeah, I think they are cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so... Um, okay. <laughs> so I, I think well, run flat tires. Um, okay, that's so one thing. We tell us what run about. flat tires are. Well, run flat tires are tires that um, can take you to your nearest organizer mm -hmm. in case of a flat. Okay, why did, did they design the run flat tire? So you don't get stranded, basically. Okay, so what's happening is that some cars don't have spare tires. Exactly. And jacks and all those things. Exactly. Okay. So they make run flat tires mm -hmm. to make it easier for you to, especially when it rains. Mm -hmm. When you when it rains, it be, it's because the tire is smooth and the water has washed away all the grit. Mm -hmm. It's easier for um, <clears throat> an object to penetrate the tire. You normally get flats when it rains. Rains, yeah, yeah. A little yeah, rock yeah, sure. can cut through the tire. Something like that. Yeah. So it's very important that you have. Fl run flat tires mm -hmm. to carry you to your next destination okay. they might be heavier they might be more expensive mm -hmm. but those will do you very good um in getting you to where you're going okay you so you're recommending the run flat tires yeah okay yeah. all right yeah. but then if you're using run flat tires it also means that you have to make sure your tpms is always working always working otherwise sometimes you run out of air mm -hmm. and the car will still be right it will be, 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 be running so you might not yeah. detect that you have a blowout yeah okay okay yeah. that's cool yeah, he says, um, please, which is best? Filling up your fuel always to full when it goes down or filling up and using it to empty before refilling. This uh, El Lobos, El Lobos, <laughs> Tema Community 25, champion. Well, I think um, for the refueling issue, it's, oh, there are some people who are like, you know, the, the full, like my cousin. Mm -hmm. The fuel gauge is like on red. It's been red for like we've been driving from Circle to Medina and it's red. And it's like, I know my car. I can get there. <laughs> <laughs> I can get there. Yeah. And, and there are people like me. I've never seen the, uh, the fuel light in my car. Yeah. Because I get nervous when it gets to that side. Mm -hmm. But um, on a more positive note, when you're running low, um, low fuel, Fuel has sediments. Mm -hmm. Fuel has uh, particles in there, mm -hmm. and they tend to settle in the bottom bottom of your tank. tank. So when you run low fuel um, <clears throat> um, in your car, what happens is you pull some of the sediments. Your fuel filter gets dirty quickly, mm -hmm. and then your car tends to act up. You accelerate. It doesn't accelerate. It's like it's not pulling, and. Yeah. You're putting pressure on your... You're putting... Yeah. <laughs> you're putting pump. yeah, you're putting pressure on your fuel pump. And, and, and for cars like Mercedes, which, I mean, the older ones, I don't even know whether... The, the older ones used to use the fuel to cool the, the, I, the pump. I, I think they still do. They still do. Yeah. And what happens is if if the fuel gets exhausted around the, the pump, mm. it tends to run hotter. hotter. But it won't burn because there's no oxygen in the tank. Exactly. You see, but it will wear out your pump faster yeah. and you get a lot of dirt in your filter and in your injectors and, and all they're that. expensive very very expensive so you don't want to do that when so, you can so always keep your fuel above a quarter tank and you should be fine just to put in your mind lord this is my empty tank at quarter and then just top it up a bit more exactly so that you are not exhausting your yeah, fuel yeah yeah fuel so fuel. el lobos quarter tank you feel it quarter <laughs> tank you feel it <laughs> all right it says i'm using a 2012 uh, Toyota hilux I had a problem with stability, so the mechanic changed the tire rods, shaft, and ball joints. Since then, I don't enjoy the stability in the steer again. It easily swings. What could be the problem? Kwame in Adabraka. Tire rods, shaft, and ball joints. Mm -hmm. So tire rod ends. Mm -hmm. um, fine. Shaft, fine. Ball joints, fine. But he didn't change the pushings on the sway bar and the stabilizer link. Oh, okay. So sway is caused by loose stabilizer link bushings. Mm -hmm. 
if it's if it's if you change the rest and you don't change that one, all the pressure comes on that one. Oh, okay. And it tends to weaken faster, so okay. it's important he has that checked as well. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, perfect. Okay, hello. Uh, my Twitter crawler two thousand nine does not start quickly, especially when the engine is cold. What may be wrong, Dominic from Terma? Um, Emma sensor. Okay. So your Emma sensor um. Mm -hmm basically reads the air the amount of air coming in hot or cold mm -hmm. and tells the ecu and helps the car to start mm -hmm. so if your car doesn't start quickly when it's cold that means your air mass sensor is not responding well at which at which rate he he should have a, a check engine light yes if you have a check engine light please do a scan okay sometimes it takes a bit longer to get the check engine light okay when the when when, when the mass air when sensor the, is, yes, is, is it's fading especially with the older cars oh, okay it takes a while but now the new cars are a bit more sensitive okay okay yeah. okay um hi city i kept seeing tire sign on my dashboard meanwhile my tire is okay per thorough checks what is wrong with that i'm married in kibi okay so um you, you talked about that earlier yeah yeah the tire can be okay Mm -hmm. But the sensor, might the sensor have gone, is not okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. or maybe does not exist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes the vulcanizers <laughs> Nicodemusly destroy <laughs> it and they will take it out. Yeah, they they, they wouldn't know you have a TPMS. They'll mm -hmm. put the um, tire removal tool there, mm -hmm. break, break it, it, but you won't see it, and that, that's happened to me. And mm -hmm. um, they won't see, it and they will take it off. Yes, and they won't tell you about it. They won't it. tell you about it. So yes. please check all your wheels to see whether you have wheel speed sensors in them. Then yeah. once you get them replaced, they have to be calibrated for the car to pick them. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes you need to reprogram them when you put them back on, on the mm -hmm. car, like mm -hmm. a Porsche. Mm -hmm. A Porsche needs programming. Some Mercedes need programming. They just don't pick up the sensors. Oh, okay. So after you put the TPMS on them, mm -hmm. reprogram it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Uh, all right. It says, um, good afternoon, Auto Show. I use a Kia Morning 2012. Whenever I'm picking up speed, the battery signal flashes on the screen a couple of times and stops when I've gained the required speed, precisely 60 kmh kilometers per hour. Well, what can be the issue, Michael from Pokwasi? Um, battery sign. I'm yeah. glad you can, you know, read that. Um, one could be your alternator mm -hmm. is not charging well. Okay. Um, or the battery is just. The battery is weak. Is weak. What about the um, accessory belts? Yes, yes, that's a very that's a very good point there. If okay. your accessory belt, if your pulley is um, the, the tensioner is weak, then the you will not have enough tension enough tension to turn the alternator. Okay. So then the light will come on. All right. And the belt, is, if it's worn, it will also equally won't because have it stretches it. out. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Right. So if you change the pulley, mm -hmm. you might as well just change the belt. The belt. Just to be safe. Okay. Yeah. Why do some vox? Is that vulcanizer he means? Yeah. Put, put oil, banku, and <laughs> and, and got to, to fix oil a bunku. slow linkage between the tire and the rim. Um, yeah, I mean. My best answer is maybe they're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I, I've had a bit of experience with that. Yeah, me you too. Know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially okay. when we're riding, right? Yeah, there was one time um, we, we went on a ride and yeah. um, I, I I bent my rim. I think I, I think I was with you. On yeah, that yeah, yeah, you yeah, on yeah. that ride. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we needed that because the the tire could not bond with the, the rim. rim. Yeah. So I think that some, for some places they used tires yeah. that we buy. Sometimes yeah. when they fit them on the on the rim, it doesn't. Bond the, well. the, yeah, yes, it, it, it can't bond well because with, the tires would have. Um, deformed, deformed because of the yeah. way they pack them when they are bringing them yeah. in. Yeah. So um, that's I, why they use it. Uh, generally, yeah. I think Kenke has a very good adhesive quality. <laughs> quality. <laughs> <laughs> because we rode to the north, yeah, and we had a rim problem. Put the Kenke on there. I rode back to Accra. Used the no bike problem. for like a two, no like two weeks, no issues. <laughs> yeah, you know, and my partner to his bike. You know, we put Kenke in there. Stuff did uh, was okay for a while. <laughs> So okay, please don't, question, let's stay last don't question. only eat kinky. Use it for your tires. Use it for the tires. The reserves of your car for your tires. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I think if you're buying good new tires and you go to a vulcanizer who has good um, equipment, because there was one time yeah. uh, I bought a new tire, but when they were fixing, the guy didn't have correct equipment yeah. and he stripped 
a bit of the leading edge of of, ah, of the tire. Yeah. Yes, and we had a, an issue okay. with the tire after okay. that. So um, okay. let's be mindful of that. Yeah. How safe is it to increase the size of the tire beyond the manufacturer's recommendation? This Michael. I'm, I think normally the manufacturer on the on the on the door frame of the car or in the manual states it. Um, you have to normally work within that limit. Mm -hmm. You don't want to go too big. Normally people have bad roads, mm -hmm. you know, um, um, bad roads, and they have to go over some really bad ramps. I yeah. think the ramps in Ghana are too high mm -hmm. for the effect. some places. Yeah, yeah. in some places. Um, so it's important that um, you stick. To the range. Stick to the range. Yes, yeah, otherwise so your odometer readings will be wrong, your speedometer readings yeah. will be wrong, your shaft is going to stuff, suffer and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is basically, if you want to upgrade your tires, you have to upgrade your suspension components. And yes, you have exactly. to have an expert do it for you. Exactly. All right. It's exactly. been a great session. Awesome um, Kobe, thanks so much. Um, um, tell us how we can get in touch with you. Okay, so you can get in touch with me on my phone number, mm -hmm. 0267 mm -hmm. 765702 mm -hmm. or you can get in touch with my partner as well we work together mm -hmm. um his name is Adolf my name is Kobe you can get in touch with Adolf on um, 0244 814633 your social media contact um it's Bexpex um the name of the company is Bexpress mm -hmm. um so we service um tune um, build off-road bumpers. We do anything you can imagine to the car. Okay. Um, we do regular servicing and mechanical fixes and everything. Okay. We are located in East Ligon. Mm -hmm. um, our social media handle on Instagram is um, Bexpecs. Bexpecs. B-E-R-K-S-S-P-E-C-S. -E okay, Bexpecs. Yes. And um, yeah, on Facebook, you can find me on Kwamna Pia Berko, even though I'm not too active on Facebook. <laughs> in East Legon, you can find us at Shiashi on the Lagos Lane. Lagos Lane. Yes, that's um, one street after the Lagos Avenue, just before the Shiashi traffic light on the right. Okay, Shouldn't okay. Shouldn't be too hard. All right, thank you. Um, the Auto Show Motoring Education for Trouble Free Motoring. We've been bringing you um, a lot of um, educational tips today. And um, I just want to say thank you to the team. Um, Jeffrey, Daniels, and um, um, we want to say, um, we want to wish um, <coughs> Jacob Mensah, one of our experts, um, lost the mom. We just want to say we are with you, and may God grant her a restful um, afterlife. Um, thanks, and bye for now. I've been your host, Eddie Poku. Bye-bye. Fun, 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 fun,